This episode is an interview only. It is myself and Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit rookie Blake Hall. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, all kinds of stuff. He's obviously excited. He's a he's a Gunnersville guide. He grew up basically fishing the Tennessee River, so next year's schedule looks pretty sweet uh, for him. But we get to know him a little better, have some fun. Uh, it's a pretty good time. Plus, we'll probably throw out uh, some lipless crankbait tips Uh I think uh, he's kind of into that, so we, uh, you know, you may get a little juice out of it. But before we get to that, um, I got to take care of some things. I got to read you a few things. So, few lures have stood the test of time, like the original Rattle Trap by Bill Lewis, and now with the help of Major League Fishing Pro Mark Daniels Jr., we're launching the SB57 and MR6. Go to rattletrap.com to learn more. Ooh, that was nice. And. Are you in need of a great career opportunity that gives you time to fish and spend time with the family? Neat Companies is looking for you. Neat needs Class A CDL drivers now. They got competitive pay, 100% paid health insurance, 401k, tuition reimbursement, and more are just some of the benefits. Call Neat now at 833-463-NEAT to get your career started. That's 833-463-NEAT. And with that, uh, I'm done talking. We're going to turn it right over. Uh, it's myself and Mr. Blake Hall. Enjoy. All right, folks. Uh, taking time out of his uh, day to uh, shoot the breeze with me is none other than Mr. Blake Hall, uh, rookie on the Tack Warehouse Pro Circuit. How's it going, man? Doing good. Glad I could join you. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, are you uh, at home in Alabama currently? I am. I'm actually... Uh heading to the lake now i'm going to pickwick for the afternoon hey now all right i can dig that well uh you know obviously we're we're on the tails of uh christmas is behind us new year's is right around the corner uh as we record this uh so i gotta ask you you know how was uh how was christmas how'd uh how'd the holidays go oh it was good it, it uh came and went fast <laughs> it but did it, didn't it, was it? really good <laughs> What, uh, was there anything, uh, yeah, any, uh, any like fun gift or anything you got, uh, you know, from anyone, maybe it's something that you can use next year, uh, when you're traveling around on the pro circuit, any, any kind of fun knickknacky gift you got? Um, yeah, I got some, uh, I got some tools and stuff, you know, that I can take with me to travel. Oh. Uh, I didn't get any fishing stuff though. <laughs> well, you're probably pretty set on uh, fishing stuff, I would imagine. Oh, oh yeah. I would, uh, I would say tools are. Uh, I feel like it's one of those gifts that, like, uh, it's always a good one. Jody and I actually, uh, on one of our recent podcasts, we were talking about gift ideas and stuff for you know anglers in your life, and and fishing tackle wasn't ever really one of the things because. I'm sure you're the same way. Like I'm too picky about what I would want that, you know, if my, uh, right. leave it to an aunt and uncle that don't fish or something, uh, you know, it'll be the, the, the thought is nice, but it may not be something I'm looking for. But if I got like a bottle Jack or like a floor Jack or something, you know, I could keep in the truck to change, 
change tires or, or you know do anything on the road that i need now we're talking you know <laughs> now now we're oh, useful yeah. well uh oh, yeah for sure that's cool man i guess uh I, probably uh since we're in the beginning of the podcast here i should recenter us a little bit because there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this thinking um you know i'd like to get to know blake hall a little more i, I want to know a little more about uh, just kind of your background and where you know where you grew up how you got into fishing and all that stuff so maybe you just start rolling from there maybe just uh you know did you grow up in gunnersville or or you know are you from alabama yeah i'm uh i'm originally from uh decatur alabama so i was right in the middle of you know pickwick wheeler gunnersville oh. smith lake so you know within an hour of all of them um now i've lived in gunnersville for about five years now okay so I've been here my whole life and just, you know, my dad and grandparents and my uncles, they all fish. So it's just kind of, you know, this part of the country is just, you know, I guess it comes fishing, comes natural, you know. Yeah. yeah A lot yeah. of people fish out here. Now, were was your family, um, were they in the tournament scene too? Or was it just, you know, they like going to the lake and catching whatever crappies catfish bass whatever bit kind of thing yeah it was more just you know fishing for whatever a lot of catfish eating crappie fishing and broom fishing growing up okay okay how did so then how did the i'm always interested in the tournament bug like how did you get into that scene uh my actually my i guess about 11 or 12 my where my dad works, I had a bass club, so we just, that's kind of how I started fishing tournaments, and, and then once, uh, once I was able to drive, you know, there was, you know, a tournament about every night of the week, you know, <laughs> sure. somewhere around here. <laughs> what, uh, like, were you a competitive kid, too, growing up, like, in, in sports and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I played, uh, basketball, baseball, and soccer throughout school okay so that like the the thought of competing and fishing was kind of just a natural fit uh and i guess maybe the the temptation of winning some money too doesn't hurt right <laughs> yeah well they, uh, when i was in college they didn't have college fishing so i just you know i fished bfls and a lot of fishers of men stuff around here and then um started guiding full-time about six years ago and then last year i just you know decided to you know step it up a notch and fish the toyota series and was fortunate to qualify for the tech warehouse well let's uh i definitely want to get there uh where'd you go to school uh i went to a uh calhoun community college here in decatur okay i it was kind of i was leaning towards the like uh you know are you going to be glued to the tv tomorrow watching alabama play or do you not care no (laughs) okay no i really don't care okay all right i i I feel like anytime uh i'm dealing with a a pro from alabama i gotta tread lightly you know whether or not we talk about alabama are we talking about auburn or can we just ignore football altogether you know it's a fine line yeah i'll 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 watch it but i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it i promise you (laughs) <laughs> I got you. Well, uh, you know, you, you mentioned there uh, this past season, um, you know, fishing the Toyota series. Uh, but you've had, you know, you fished uh, BFLs for 
several years, uh, mostly the choo-choo division. Um, and, you know, I mean, you've had like 2017, you finished second um, in the uh, in the points race. So, uh, like, the choo-choo division, in my mind, is one of those that's like probably one of the best divisions of BFLs in the country. So, you know, competing and hanging with those guys, getting top tens, you know, you have several top tens in the BFLs. Uh, that's not, not like an easy feat to do. Yeah, that's, man, those guys in that huge division are some of the best fishermen I've ever been around. It's, you know, definitely, definitely made me become better by fishing against those guys. Yeah, for sure. And it, it kind of helped, I guess, uh, when you got into guiding, was it just on Gunnersville? Uh, no, Gunnersville, Wheeler, Wilson, Pickwick, and Smith. Okay. So, a little but bit of pri- everything. Primarily Gunnersville. Okay. So, what was it about the Central Division, uh, which was the, the Toyota Series Division you fished last year? Uh, obviously, it has Gunnersville, Gunnersville and Chickamauga, you know, were on the schedule. Was that kind of the big reason you jumped in the Toyota Series, or, or why the uh, step up from yeah. the BFLs? Yeah, I just... Uh... I've been fishing, you know, just, uh, you know, guiding and fishing locally. And I don't, I don't want to say I was getting burnt out, but I was just kind of, you know, I was ready for something a little different. Um, but, you know, the, the definitely the Guttersville tournament kind of sparked my interest on that schedule. And, uh, you know, Chickamauga, I've, I've been there, you know, a decent, decent amount. I've never even seen Del Hollow, so... Um, so that's why I decided to fish the Central Division. Okay. And uh, it seemed like a common theme last year that uh, weather uh, in a lot of our Toyota Series events uh, created some interesting things. And Gunnersville definitely, to start the season, uh, was one of those. It, I mean, freezing cold, um, pretty wild conditions. Like, did, did you have to scrap whatever you thought you were going to do in that tournament and uh, kind of start fresh on day one? Um, not, not really. Uh, Guntersville fish, you know, they don't, they're, they're different. They, they bite when it's like that, it seems like, you know, um, when it's cold and snow and they still bite. Some lakes, you know, you can't get a bite when it's like that, but they, they still bite a little bit. Uh, okay. I knew, knew it was going to be tough, you know, it's always that time of year when it's cold, you know, it is, it is tough, but you know, they're, they're biting somewhere, so you just got to slow down and, you know, hope to get, you know, get five bites. That's one of my favorite times of year to fish cutters, so. Okay. All right. So you were you were kind of like in your wheelhouse, basically, or you felt pretty okay yeah. with how uh, the conditions set themselves up for mid-February. Correct, yes. What was it like? Um, yeah, no, actually. Oh, I, go on, please. Yeah, the, the Toyota schedule next year is the exact same as last year, so looking forward to fishing those, too. Oh, yeah, man. What, uh, you know, last year you finished sixth on Gunnersville, so that was your first Toyota Series event, or I should say your first one of the year. Um, did it, like, did it help confidence at all, getting a top ten um, and, you know, knowing you still had two more to go, even though you hadn't been to Dale Hollow and, you know, you had some experience on Chick, but 
um, it's got to kind of yeah. be a, a confidence booster, right? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I knew it was a top 10 at Guntersville. You know, I was sitting real good. Uh, you know, as long as I didn't bomb the next two, you know, I had a, you know, good chance. So, um, I, it's, I'd never been to Del Hollis. So, as soon as the Guntersville tournament was over, I went up there and kind of just rode around the lake for a day or two and kind of got familiar with it. So, I'd have an idea of, you know, how it laid out, what it looked like when I went back for the, you know, the practice right before the tournament. So that that definitely helped me too. Well, and, and Dale Hollow, again, on the weather aspect, uh, you know, it was super high. Um, that, that was another kind of, uh, I'll say, wild condition uh, for a lake. Plus that, that smallmouth slot uh, also seems to, uh, you know, like the weights I don't think ever reflect how good of a fishery Dale Hollow is. Uh, because of that small oh, man, that, slot. Yeah, you know, outside of the, I, I was telling a friend, friend of mine this, uh, the outside of the uh, Tennessee River, Del Hall is my favorite lake that I've ever been to. I, um, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of, I guess, you know, it's known about, but it's, it's, a lot of people don't know how good that lake is. I'm looking forward to going back there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, also, it's cool because it's just so, uh, it's still, pretty wilderness you know there's not a lot of stuff on the lake or really a lot of stuff around around there uh so yeah. it, it's kind of it feels like you're kind of in this uh you know old style lake where you don't have you know houses all over it and docks everywhere and uh yeah it's chock yeah. full of fish so i i can uh understand uh i can easily believe that you uh, are a big fan of dale hollow now after <laughs> After spending a little bit of time there, because I like you, I've I've only been there a handful of times. I've fished it a couple times in the fall, you know, for a few hours. But yeah, it's a blast of a lake, and and you know, anytime you can have those mixed bag fisheries, uh, and have it be a good fishery for you know almost all of the species, uh, I think just kind of sweetens the pot even. Oh yeah, yeah. The the lake came up. Um, I guess two days before the tournament, it came up eight feet. Um, it was pretty crazy. I remember getting uh, uh, following along. Jody and I kind of did some remote editing for that tournament since we weren't there. And uh, I remember getting the takeoff photos the first morning, and I was like, man, I knew it was up, but that was pretty wild to see uh, some of the stuff that was underwater that, you know, I'd been there when it was high and dry, basically. Uh, yeah, that, that had to be a pretty. Uh, pretty wild experience but uh you know you caught some fish you finished 18th there which again moving along in the toyota series like you got the top 10 at gunnersville now you got 18th at dale hollow i mean you got to be feeling pretty mm -hmm. good rolling into chickamauga right yeah um yeah i was feeling really good you know i, I knew i needed like you know i kind of did the math you know i was like you know i need i need a top 60 at chick and you know i'll make it and uh I, you know, I went up there and I put in my time and found some really good areas. And that was that was kind of a weird tournament, too. Like, normally in, in May on the Tennessee River, they're biting, you know, and it was mm -hmm. just, they, it was, there was zero current um, during that tournament. They just were not biting. So, a lot, um, and I was fortunate uh, just to barely, you know, survive that one. I, I think I finished 
Yeah. Know, barely yep. made it. It was, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, it, I had I had fished chick a lot in the spring and in the fall. I hadn't been there as much, you know, that time of year. But uh, you know, my experience on Guttersville Pickwick, you know, I, you know, I knew how to. Just, I don't know, weird. They just, you know, that they, you know, they were mainly offshore. Get see them down there, and they just wouldn't, wouldn't bite. Well, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, the, the pressure aspect, uh, just, you know, the volume of people that have been out fishing the last couple of years. And I feel like, you know, I've heard it a lot talking to guys up and down the Tennessee River that you, those fish, as smart as they are to begin with, because uh, <laughs> you guys don't take it easy on them. Uh, it's almost like they've gotten an extra, like, college degree uh, in identifying bass lures uh, to an extent. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like that funk was in a time like they should have been chewing and it just didn't really happen. Oh, yeah. It, it felt like, you know, May is typically the, the best offshore month. You know, it felt like more like August out there than May. It was weird. Huh. Well, uh, either way, like you said, you, you had a goal of, of, you know, finishing, you know, top 60 <laughs> and you finished 63rd. Um, you had a good rally on day two uh, to kind of really move you up the – the standings and kind of dig you out you wound up finishing fifth in the toyota series and was your whole goal uh when you got into the toyota series uh to try to qualify for the pro circuit or were you just kind of looking at it as something fresh and different yeah yeah that was, it was my goal you know uh, just uh but you know make the championship and take quick and you know hopefully make the uh because you know obviously the schedule for the pro circuit next year uh you mentioned the toyota series championship this year on pickwick uh but next year we got pickwick and gunnersville um on the schedule so like i mean it couldn't Uh, seem like a more welcoming schedule uh for your rookie season at least oh yeah i could i I could ask for a better schedule before it came out i was just hoping that you know one of them would be on there or, you know, one, or, you know, in North Alabama. But to have two on there was, was you know, really awesome. <laughs> well, let's, you know, on the Pickwick note, we should talk uh, a little championship because I know going into it, Jody and I were like, man, that, this Blake Hall guy, you know, we might see some stuff from him there. And, uh, I mean, it was – Pickwick was a little weird too uh, when we were there, I guess back in November. Yeah, I kind of – I kind of – when, when I saw Pickwick on the schedule, you know, whenever it was announced, you know, over a year ago, I guess, I was, I had made up my mind that I was just going to fish, you know, high drill. And that's what, you know, I would made up my game plan as soon as it was announced. And then, you know, this summer, you know, I realized there was there was no high drill in the lake to speak mm-hmm. of. So I decided I was going to smallmouth food in the tournament. And uh, day one, that, that didn't work out. So I just kind of, on day two, uh, did something completely different. You know, turned it around a little bit, but, you know. It's kind of, a, it's, it's a little different, though, in that in that situation and probably being, um, 
you know, one of the handful of guys in that championship that had experience on Pickwick, um, you know, in the fall, because most of the guys that had been there, it was you know, spring, summer, or something like that. Um, at right. least in that championship, you know, you know, if you can catch smallmouths, you got a shot at winning, right? And that's really the whole idea of being at that Toyota Series championship is, you know, going for that big check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the opportunity didn't work out, but, you know, it was, it was still fun to fish a tournament like that, you know, at home. Well, so now, you know, like I uh, said earlier, we're turning the corner. We're about to flip the calendar over to 2022 here and uh, your rookie season on the pro circuit. We mentioned a couple of the lakes that you're uh, obviously excited for, but, you know, we still have a handful of uh, other events on there. Uh, obviously, we're kicking oh, yeah. things off in Rayburn. we got Harris Chain. you got James River. Uh, have you been to any of those other fisheries? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been to Sam Rayburn once. Uh, I actually went up to the James River back in uh, July, drove around for a couple of days. Oh, okay. Uh, I had never been there. Uh, the Har- I have not been to the Harris Chain. So, uh, and I have not been to Champlain. So there's uh, a lot of new ones up there for me. It really but I'm looking forward to all of them. Yeah, like it really seems like uh, the schedule, though, as a whole. Um, it, it it seems like some fisheries that you'll at least feel comfortable with when you get to them, uh, if that makes sense. Like maybe the way they set up to fish for that time of year uh, should be stuff that all kind of is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know, growing up on Guttersville, I'm, I'm really comfortable around grass. Uh, I, I would say that's my strength. So, Raver and Champlain, you know, they get a grass. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. What what kind of uh, what kind of goals do you have set for your 2022 season? Oh, well, I was actually just thinking about that a couple days ago. I guess uh, uh, rookie of the year would be a, you know a goal, and uh, just make the championship. Um, those are my two main goals for the year. Nothing nothing too lofty. Pretty uh, standard goals. Pretty realistic goals too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd love, love to win one, but you know, I know how hard it is to win. You know, they've got to really catch them. So, you know, a couple top tens would be awesome. But, you know, realistically, just to make the championship is, uh, is my main goal. I can dig that. I think that's a, I think that's a good choice. And I like. Uh, I should also ask you: Are you the type of guy that, like, are you a goal setter? anyway or do you just kind of go with the flow uh, a little of both you know I, I don't i'm not one to say i want to win three tournaments this year you know, you know i like to set realistic goals but you know i i got you i got you what about uh this is on on the schedule note uh what about is there a fishery on the schedule that you're like oh man this I'm not entirely sure I, I even want to fish that pond. Maybe it's because you're intimidated uh, by it, or maybe it's just you don't like it uh, for whatever reason. Um, not really. If I, but if I had to pick one, I would probably say the James River. Uh, it, it, it's different. You know, I've never fished tidal water. Um, 
I went up there for two days back in July just to see what it looked like. And, you know, still, that's one of those that, you know, you, you can finish last or, you know, you may stumble upon something to do, but, you know, you just don't know. You know? Right. So, right. <laughs> it, it's different than anywhere I've been. Hey, if it, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I would also pick the James River <laughs> for, yeah, for like, uh, least least favorite on the schedule for next year. No offense to the James River, yeah. but, I mean, you're right. It's it's different. Uh, and, yeah. But I like that. I like going to, uh, you know, new places, new places, you know. Yeah. And there's enough other good ones on there where, you know, it, it won't be too bad going to the James River. I got you. I got you. Well, I mean, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun uh, following along, get to know you a little more, and um, you know, I you can almost bet that we're going to uh, probably be bugging you when we roll around to Pickwick uh, for maybe a little, uh, you know, insight as to what's going on on the lake. Um, so, you know, folks that are maybe not too familiar uh, with uh, who you are will definitely get a feel for it next year because you'll be showing up on the website. Uh, <laughs> Uh, probably a fair amount, but, uh, to keep the kind of getting to know you thing going along here, I'm going to switch it over. We're going to go through our, uh, like rookie rundown questions. Uh, just kind of some rapid fire things. I know you've kind of already looked over them. Uh, so I can't throw any super curve balls at you, but, uh, first and foremost, we're going to kick it off with a nice, easy one. And what is your favorite lake? Oh, it, it would have to be Gunnersville. Um, Pickwick would be a close second, but Gunnersville is definitely my favorite. Makes sense. Uh, what's your biggest smallmouth you've ever caught? Um, I caught a 7'2 in uh, Wilson Lake about six, seven years ago. That's Dang. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> um, what about biggest largemouth? Oh. Uh, I've called, in a, in a private lake, I've, I've called one over 12, but on the Tennessee River, the biggest one I've called in Guntersville was 10 over about eight years ago, probably. Dang. Hey, the 12-pounder, I'm all about private lake big ones, so I, I think we fully yeah. count that. But a 10-pounder uh, on the Tennessee River is also, uh, you know, nothing to bat an eye at. So uh, you catch bigs. I like that. Uh, what about spotted bass? Uh, I've caught several over five pounds. Um, I don't think I've caught one over six before. I've caught a handful over five. Uh, Smith Lake, Houston River. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was going to ask if Smith is where uh, a lot of those came from. So, I dig it. Uh, ooh, what's your favorite technique? Uh, probably... Uh, I would have to say, if I had to pick one, uh, probably uh, I really like lipless, you know, rattle traps in the springtime grass fishing. Uh, winter, springtime, rattle trap fishing. Tennessee River is probably my favorite. Ooh, I like that. What about, on the flip side, what do you think is your biggest weakness from a technique standpoint? Oh, uh, definitely uh, forward-facing sonar. I'd I just now, just now got one on my on my boat. I hadn't even haven't even used it. So I've never had one, so 
that, that would definitely be my weakness. Okay. I also like how quickly you answered that. <laughs> like you were, you're already kind of uh, queued up for it. And uh, it's good to recognize weaknesses too, which I'm sure you're going to go play around with uh, this afternoon, right? When you're out fishing. and. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing this afternoon is getting my electronics, my low ranch units uh, dialed in. Um, I like it. So I'm definitely going to be playing with that. What uh, What about, what is your favorite food? Uh, I had to pick one. It's probably just, you know, uh, steak, ribeye, steak Ooh. potato. That would probably be my favorite. favorite. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm right there with you. Nothing. I I love a good ribeye. Uh, in fact, that reminds me. I should probably go try to pick some up here this afternoon. I should have some steaks. Yeah. I haven't had steak in a while. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about uh, what about in the boat? Do you have a favorite boat snack? Uh, not really. I'm more whatever I get my hands on at the gas station. I'm more than I can. I don't really have any. <laughs> Have a favorite. Okay, you're not like uh, one of those guys that keeps like a box of Cliff Bars in the back of his boat, uh, or uh, yeah. you know has to have a whatever, a, you know, some sort of yeah. peanut butter yeah. jelly sandwich or whatever. You just kind of whatever whatever fits the bill at the gas station when you're getting fuel in the morning is good enough for you. That's it. Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> what about? Uh, do you have any superstitions? Uh, no, I, I really don't. I don't have You don't until, uh, like, you win Pickwick and you won it because you picked up, you know, a Pepsi bottle you saw floating down the river one day and then all of a sudden it's your good luck Pepsi bottle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could say that happened. Uh, what about, uh, ooh, what's, uh, uh, what kind of music do you like listening to? Uh, I like a lot of different music uh i guess uh country would be you know up the top of the list uh, i like 90s music Ooh. Uh, I, I like a lot of different stuff what about do you have something uh that you like like a genre of music you like listening to if you're going to the boat ramp in the morning or you know like uh morning of a tournament i guess like anything to get you kind of hyped up no, no, I, I don't do that. I, usually that early in the morning, I probably got the radio off. <laughs> still, still trying to wake up a little bit. I get you. Yeah. Um, ooh, here's a good one. What about um, what is your preferred braid to fluorocarbon knot? Oh, uh, definitely the uh, Alberto. Ooh, I love the Alberto. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, Justin Lucas actually showed me that about, I don't know, eight or ten years ago. And I've been tying it ever since, and I haven't had any failures, so I'm just going to stay with it. That, that, new, uh, that new one looks too complicated for me, so. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'll, Jody and I have wrapped about a whole bunch of that FG knot. Uh, it is super sweet. However, it, it definitely takes... Uh, some getting used to, and I would prefer to just have it tied up like the night before and not have to mess with it on the water. Uh, I'm, I'm not that good yet. Also, I do have a lot of free time of like, you know, sitting in an office uh, to practice. So that, that has also helped me uh, 
become intrigued with the FG knot. But you're right, Alberto is uh, it's hard to beat, man. Yeah, I've, I've watched a video or two about the FG knot. I ain't even attempted it. What about? Uh, oh, here's another good one. When you're flipping, do you snell or not snell your hook? Uh, if I'm flipping with a straight chain hook, it's always snelled. For sure. I dig it. Uh, oh, last question here. What's the deepest you've ever caught a bass from? Um, I've caught some at Smith Lake, uh, you know, that were, the water was, you know, 150 or 170 feet. You know, they wasn't on the bottom, but they, you know, they were suspended in that deep water. Oh, sure. Probably the deepest one I've ever, ever caught on the bottom was probably like 40 feet, maybe 45 yeah, that's probably I th- I've caught some smallmouths out of somewhere in there, forty-ish. I assume that would have been but like that, that, was that like on Gunnersville, or on the Tennessee yeah, it's River? Actually on Gunner- it was actually on Gunnersville. Uh, I caught one in the summertime, and you know it was on the bottom in forty feet. That's the, you know that's not that was like a kind of a rare thing. It's not very right. Oh, <laughs> I dig it. I I uh. Well, that's that's kind of all the questions I had, but now you got me thinking. You know, you mentioned that uh, throwing a trap or a lipless crankbait around, uh, you know, kind of this time of year into the spring uh, is one of your favorite things. And, and I'm curious if you have, um, you know, any uh, any tips you could think of off the top of your head for the folks listening that maybe are new to it, maybe uh, just haven't done it a whole lot. Like, are there, uh, you know, do you have any? bait preferences or like a rod or a retrieve? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it, my, my favorite lipless is definitely the original rattle trap by the Bill Lewis. It's just, it catches them good. Um, yeah, the retrieve is, you know, it, it varies depending on, you know, the weather and time of year and stuff. Sometimes they want it just real slow. Sometimes they want it fast. It's something you got to play with like any other technique but uh something i've been doing the past couple years that i've never done is i'm throwing on braid a lot you know oh um i always have have at least one rod rigged up with braid you know if you get some thicker grass just get you know cleaner ribs that's something i like to do a lot of throwing on braid so if you throw it on braid are you are you throwing it on like a composite rod like a like a trap rod basically yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll lock up one power. I've got, I've got a, uh, a Falcon Deep Runner, uh, the crank and rod I like to throw in the rest of them. Oh, and interesting. And I'll, put a, I'll put, a, put a short leader on there, too, four carbon leader. Oh, I like that. You know, I was uh, talking to Dickie Newberry recently about uh, fishing lipless crankbaits, and... He was talking about, like, he actually throws a stiff rod, like a jig rod, like a medium-heavy jig uh-huh. rod, uh, and throws fluoro. But it's kind of like you're basically doing the same thing, just braid uh, for your no stretch, and then you still have the rod for some give, whereas his fluoro is yeah, the give I, and the rod is the, you know, no stretch, basically. Yeah, yeah something, something's got to give, you know. And, um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, 
you know, off the side, you know. Oh, I like what size what size braid do you throw then? Uh thirty. Thirty, then I'll put like a seventeen leader on there. Okay. Oh man, I bet that with a, with a, yeah. yeah, I bet that uh I bet you could throw a trap pretty good ways too with thirty pound braid. Oh yeah. And the the main thing is just, you know, in the grass you just you don't get bogged down, you get kind of a, a lot of times they eat it when it's popping out, so if you're you get those cleaner ribs, you know. Um Yeah. Just, sure. You know, get more bite. you're just more more efficient. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what's your is like a half ounce trap kind of your your favorite to start the day off with or do you have do you like a size up or down uh well yeah i'd probably throw half more than anything um i do throw a three quarter pretty good bit i always have you know one tied on keep fishing in so many places you know and sometimes they like that bigger profile um i always kind of you know, mix it up. You know, say I have an, an area that I know it's got some fish, you know, I'll make a pass with a half and make a pass with a three-quarter or make another pass with a different color or something, you know. Sure. I like to have mix it up a little bit. Oh, okay. What about uh, when it comes to fishing, like I'm thinking back to that Gunners Bowl tournament last year, that Toyota Series. It's February. It's freezing cold. Um, you know, them fish will still eat a trap. Do you have anything you do, like, in those situations where it's just almost cold enough you probably don't want to be on the lake, but you're out on the lake uh, and you want to catch some bass? Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that, those conditions, you know, there's nothing better than a, than a rhino trap or something. But that's, that's what I called every one of them on. Uh, they, you know, they bite it when it's cold. Do you need that to? Tournament, I was, oh, go on. I was, I caught every one of them out of a, you know, a pretty small area, and I was just going back and forth, you know. Every now and then you'd get a bite, you know. Just, but they wouldn't touch anything but a rattle trap. In, in those situations, do you need to slow it down uh, to kind of match the mood of the fish, or because it's a more of a reaction thing, can you keep kind of? Uh, Moving it at a different, at a decent pace, I guess. Uh, yeah, that. Um, yeah, it, that tournament, I was having to fish it real slow. Um, real slow, almost like a, you know, kind of yo-yo in it, kind of yeah. track, you know, jigging there. Like so, you get those. Uh, you know, you may pop it off some grass, but you get kind of that nice little shimmy on the fall from the bait. Uh, where it's not as in your face as when you like crack it out of the grass, uh, you know. Say if it was warmer right. and the fish were chewing, you can move it a little quicker. And I think that's another key with the braid. You know, you can just barely pop off it. You know, it comes come, come clean versus oh, hey now, you know, with full we'll or something. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my dog woke up from the nap. I don't know if she scared herself, but some stuff is happening. Hey, settle uh, down. Blake and I are having a conversation. I apologize for that, sir. But uh, you, you have a really good point uh, with, um, again, like Dickie was talking about with that stiffer rod and fluorocarbon, you don't have to make that whole, like, load up and basically set the hook to pop the trap free. You can just kind of give it a little wrist flick, and that trap will come off right. the grass. And you didn't move it five feet through the water column. You moved it 
you know, whatever, a couple inches a foot, maybe. Uh, so your bait stays exactly. longer. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, when it's that cold, you know, you, you know, you rear back and jerk it, and then, you know, it moves five or six feet, they're probably not going to come get it. But if it just comes clean, you know, it, you know, it becomes, you know, a foot, you know, they're a lot more liable to get it, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can take that. I can take that. Uh, well... I guess, I mean, I don't know if I have any other trap-related questions, but now, I mean, you got me thinking about our our theme recently has been that we're, we're coming into trap season, obviously, with Rayburn uh, being the first event of the year. Uh, you know, a lipless crankbait, I think, is going to be something that's going to catch a lot of people some fish. So uh, I bet you're licking your chops to get over to Rayburn and uh, start prospecting around for practice and see what uh, see what you can piece together, huh? Oh, yeah. I, uh... I heard there was a lot of grass down there because of the flood they had last summer, so I'm hoping there's a little bit around. I've I've also heard that. I'll be uh, I'll be interested. I haven't really talked to anyone super recently, but uh, it'll be curious to see what um, you know what guys start finding uh, when we get down there for uh, official yeah. practice for sure. Uh, oh yeah. Final thing, maybe I want to know. You mentioned you're on your way to the lake now. You're going to get your Lawrence's set up. Uh, get dialed in uh, so I guess that means you're all good to go on the uh, you know you got your boat you got everything you need you're not waiting on anything uh, to get fishing for 2022 you're you're basically ready to go right now yeah I'm I'm uh, ready to go I've been working on tackle and rods and stuff that few weeks I'm ready to start fishing what uh, what are you running for a boat this year uh, I've got a Phoenix 721 it's a Mercury. Oh, okay. Is this a new boat or the one you ran last year? Oh, I've had it about a month now. Oh, okay. All right. New boat. Gotcha. Gotcha. I uh, I like it. Is it black? Uh, I've, my boats have always been black, but I, I changed it up this year. I'm uh, It's actually charcoal gray Ooh. with a but it's going to be wrapped black, so. Oh, okay, okay. Charcoal gray, though. Yeah. I think I like the idea of that. Yes, yeah, something a little different. But it's hard to beat the, uh, you know, like I'm thinking about your boat last year, the Black Phoenix with, like, the Merc and, you know, poles or raptors. Uh, like, it just, it's a good-looking setup. Oh, yeah, I love, I love black boats. Well, uh, man, Blake, I, I really, I don't think I have a whole much more to bug you about. Uh, is there anything I'm missing or anything you want the folks listening to this, uh, to know? No, I think we covered all of it. I, uh, oh, one thing you should mention is where the folks can follow you, uh, on social media, uh, in the coming tournament season. Yeah, uh, my Facebook page and Instagram page is, uh, both uh, Blake Hall fishing. Cool. cool. Well, uh, with that, man, I'm going to let you uh, get pulled up to the lake, get the boat splash, get to work, get dialing those electronics in. And, um, you know, folks, give Blake a follow. Uh, Blake, I appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to chat with me. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I guess uh, we'll see you here and shoot. It's about a month, under a month. 
uh, at Rayburn. So safe yeah. travels there. Yeah. Be here before we know it. Yeah, man, it, it honestly will. I, I'm starting to get uh, a little excited for the season to get rolling. There's kind of a little downtime where you're like, oh, this is nice. No tournaments. But uh, I think now I'm, I'm ready to see you guys uh, out there competing and start uh, bugging you a whole lot more on uh, how the how the bite's going <laughs> wherever we go in the country, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, take care. Safe travels. Uh, you know, enjoy New Year's, and uh, we'll see you at Rainbow. Okay. Thanks, Kyle. See you soon.